88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government relaxes some social distancing restrictions, allowing restaurants to seat more people and swimming pools and beaches to reopen from Thursday. Official data shows Hong Kong's economy shrank 4% in the first quarter of this year. And the MTR says it will be able to cope with a surge in passenger numbers when its long-awaited East Rail extension opens on the 15th of this month. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has announced a further relaxation of COVID rules from Thursday as the Omicron outbreak eases. Restaurants will be able to seat up to eight customers per table. Swimming pools and beaches will reopen, while those who exercise outdoors will no longer be required to wear a face mask. Official data shows Hong Kong's economy shrank 4% in the first quarter from the same period last year. The downturn, worse than forecast, came as the SAR imposed its most stringent measures to curb the Omicron variant of COVID-19 and ended four quarters of recovery. Exports were dragged down by disruptions to cross-border transportation, while private consumption also fell. An associate professor of economics from the Chinese University, Terence Chong, says a fall in investment also contributed to the contraction. But he said he expects the second quarter to be better. The impact of the uh, shutdown of the economy is not only for the, uh, like, uh, on the local consumption. It also affects the confidence of people who are coming to invest in Hong Kong. And because of this uh, lockdown measures, uh, this uh, social distance measure, we lose a lot of investment uh, from outside. I guess our economy actually uh, has significant improvement uh, in April. So for the second quarter, we will see, I guess, uh, probably a positive growth in the second quarter, but will not be a very high uh, number. The exchange fund, the investment fund used to defend Hong Kong's currency peg to the US dollar, recorded a deficit of $55 billion in the first quarter of this year, its first quarterly loss in two years. The Monetary Authority says it lost money on bond and stock investments, but made some back on foreign exchange investing. HKMA Chief Executive Eddie Yu says it faces a number of external challenges. These uncertainties will create volatilities in the financial markets. I'm not predicting whether for the next quarter or for the year, the exchange fund eventually will make a gain or loss. But what we will be doing is to make sure that our tactical position will be defensive, we will remain liquid, and for the medium and longer term, we will try to diversify in order to generate the best medium-term, long-term returns for the exchange fund. The hospital authority will allow visitors for patients on non-acute wards at 26 hospitals from Friday as the epidemic in Hong Kong further eases. Dr Larry Lee, a chief manager at the authority, says more visits will be allowed if the pandemic continues to ease. Each patient can arrange one or two visits per week, with one registered visitor meeting them for one hour. The visitor must have received two doses of vaccination not less than 14 days ago and provide proof of a negative PCR test taken within the past 48 hours or a rapid test taken in the past 24 hours. If the visitor is a recovered COVID patient, they're exempt from the requirements for three months from their recovery. The SAR reported 290 new COVID infections today, 21 of which were imported. Another seven people infected with COVID have died. The MTR Corporation says it will be able to cope with an influx of extra passengers when its long-awaited East Rail extension from Hong Hum to Admiralty opens on the 15th of this month. 
The route, part of the Shartin to Central Link, will cut travel times by 11 minutes from the Northeast New Territories to Admiralty. The corporation's Sammy Wong says they can run more trains in morning peak periods and they have other ways to ease overcrowding. There is a concentration of passengers at the first few cars on our train, especially during the morning peak hours southbound. And therefore, we have specific measures at stations like Fenling and also Taiwan to divert the flow of passengers to those areas on the platform which is more spacious so that passengers can more conveniently and easily board the train. So that kind of measures can even out the demand along the Israel line as well as along the train. To the weather forecast, mainly fine and dry with a minimum temperature of about 21 degrees. Hot tomorrow with a top temperature of about 28 degrees and moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook mainly fine and hot again on Thursday, but becoming cloudier with more showers in the following few days. Currently, the observatory 23 degrees Celsius, humidity 67%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Back now to our top story, and as we heard earlier, beaches and swimming pools will reopen on Thursday and restaurants will be able to seat up to eight customers a table, while people exercising outdoors will no longer need to wear a mask. More anti-Covid measures are set to be eased two weeks later, as Hong Kong's Omicron outbreak appears to fizzle out. Wendy Wong has the details. The early relaxation of some pandemic restrictions was announced by Chief Executive Carrie Lam at her regular Tuesday media briefing. Having considered that the epidemic is stable now and our strong aspirations from the community, I further announced that the following three are things that are in the second stage of relaxation can be advanced for two weeks and they will start to take effect on the 5th of May. Mrs. Lam said water parks can also reopen and people won't have to wear masks in country parks. She said more rules will be eased on May the 19th when bars can reopen, seat up to four people per table and operate until two in the morning. Restaurants will also then be allowed to stay open until midnight and host banquets of up to 120 people, while other entertainment venues including Mahjong Palace, karaoke clubs and bathhouses can resume business. Cinemas will be allowed to operate at 85% of their capacity and to sell drinks and food again. The mask rule for indoor exercising will also be dropped. But Mrs Lam stressed that as COVID rules are relaxed, the government will step up enforcement of its vaccine pass scheme. She said although new infections dropped below 300 on Monday, 50 students had tested positive for COVID since they started returning to classrooms two weeks ago. And the requirement for daily testing will remain in place for now. It is not time yet to uh, review the relevance of this measure because it is still proven to be very reassuring for their schools and also for their parents. I went to one of these schools uh, last week and uh, I met a few parents and uh, they all felt that this was a very uh, good move because now they could be assured that they, they were not infected and their kids could go to school safely. So we will continue this practice for a while and then come back to you on when it is a time to lift this requirement. By the end of this month, everyone aged 12 or above will need to have received at least three doses of vaccine if they had their second jab more than six months ago to enter most venues unless they have a medical exemption. The president of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants and Related Trade says yesterday's announcement brought a surge in bookings. 
Simon Wong told RTHK the relaxation ahead of Mother's Day was a game-changer. The whole booking situation uh, only have about 40% for for the coming Mother's Day. But uh, after the announcement, there are already a lot of uh, inquiries and bookings, and I expect that the bookings will reach full scale, you know, uh, later or before Mother's Day. Many toddlers returned to kindergarten for the first time in months today as authorities continue to gradually scale back anti-pandemic restrictions. So how did things go? Our reporter Joanne Wong takes a look. Staff at One Caldentown Kindergarten greeted children one by one before helping them to sanitize their hands and checking their temperature. Wow, you've grown a lot, one staff member said as she gave a big hug to a returning student. Some parents told RTHK their children were excited to be back at school. I told her that she's going back to school today and she was very happy. But Mr. Lang says it wasn't all smooth sailing and it was tough to comply with the new requirement to conduct a rapid COVID test before going to school. I spent half an hour this morning trying to persuade her to do the test. Her mother said she and her child woke up an hour earlier than usual as they were worried about the extra time needed for the rapid test and possible traffic jams. The kindergarten's principal, Betty Choi, said she and her staff were surprised by how quickly the children adapted to seeing their classmates and teachers in person. At first, we were worried that some students may feel emotional or may oversleep, but that didn't happen. The children were quick to get used to the daily sanitizing and other precautionary measures. It wasn't just young kids who were heading back to school for the first time in months. Some primary students also returned to campus along with some secondary school students. Officials had said they aim to have students of all grades return to on-campus learning by mid-May, while full-day classes may resume at secondary schools depending on the vaccination status of students. Shanghai has begun easing its strict lockdown more than a month after it was imposed as the city saw a further substantial drop today in the number of COVID infections. But authorities in Beijing have launched another round of mass testing as cases in the capital creep up. Francis Sit reports. Social media posts show Shanghai residents strolling in their suburbs or queuing up at supermarkets that have been allowed to reopen. One picture showed two women carrying a pole with full bulky bags of groceries on their shoulders under the incremental easing of curves in five of the city's 16 districts from Sunday. Home to about a fifth of Shanghai's 25 million people, these districts allow some people to leave their housing compounds for the first time in weeks. But the level of restrictions varied from one residential complex to another. In many compounds, just one person from each household was allowed out at a time for a maximum of three hours. Health authorities in the city reported 5,669 new COVID infections, down from 7,333 on Monday. They also announced 20 more COVID-related fatalities, down from 32 deaths a day earlier. 
Although new coronavirus cases in Beijing remained fairly stable at 62, the deputy director of the city's municipal health commission, Li Ang, announced a further three rounds of COVID testing will be carried out this week. Beijing residents were subjected to three rounds of screening last week. The new testing will be carried out in 12 of the capital's 16 districts. Citizens have been asked to cooperate with the authorities and maintain social distancing to prevent virus transmission. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has addressed the Ukrainian parliament by video link, the first Western leader to do so since the Russian assault began in February. In his speech, Mr Johnson accused President Vladimir Putin of murderous aggression and he echoed the words of Winston Churchill's wartime speech to the British parliament in 1940. The so-called irresistible force of Putin's war machine has broken on the immovable object of Ukrainian patriotism and love of country. This is Ukraine's finest hour. Mr Johnson also announced a new package of 375 million US dollars of military aid, including armoured vehicles. The US news website Politico says it's seen a leak of a draft majority opinion in which Supreme Court judges have voted to strike down the landmark decision which legalised abortion in the United States. The document says Roe v. Wade was egregiously wrong from its introduction four decades ago. The leaked draft, which was written in February, would allow each state to decide if it wanted to restrict or ban abortion. Anna Eskamani is a Democratic member of Congress and was previously with the campaign group Planned Parenthood. I don't find this to be surprising, but it's still chilling and destructive to women's equality and to all the progress we have made in this country to ensure that women and pregnant people can make decisions about their futures, about their destinies. Rick Parnell, who played Mick Shrimpton in the heavy metal mockumentary This Is Spinal Tap, has died at the age of 70. His character in Spinal Tap was one of a long line of drummers with the group who die in unfortunate accidents. In the film, Mick Shrimpton is asked about his chances of survival. Given the history of Spinal Tap drummers uh, in the past, do you have any fears uh, for your life? When I did join, you know, they did tell me, they kind of took me aside and said, well, Mick, uh, it's, you know, it's like this. And it did kind of freak me out a bit, but it can't always happen right. to every, can it? Right. I mean, the law of average, says, law of average says you will survive. Yeah. But at the end, Shrimpton explodes on stage. Paying tribute, Harry Shearer, who co-wrote and co-starred in the film, said no one ever rocked harder than Parnell. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, the government relaxes some social distancing restrictions, allowing restaurants to seat more people and swimming pools and beaches to reopen from Thursday. And that's the news from RTHK.
Staying no longer with us, but he made some great music, and that was one of his best as a solo artist, I reckon. Marty Balin, a track there called Hearts Once Upon a Time, of course, fronting the band Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship. As I said, he's no longer around with us. Uh, is it 2018, I think he departed. Into our second hour tonight now. I asked my love to take a walk, to take a 